Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week, the weekly roundup. Hey guys, welcome back. We really appreciate you tuning in. Please remember, like, subscribe, turn on those notifications. That helps us out a lot. And we also like your comments. So let's get into it. This week, we want to talk to you about how some U.S. senators are changing the tax code so that we get a little bit more benefit. We'll see. Additionally, we want to talk to you about sort of a macro market cycle and the psychology behind it and where we're at currently and where we're going from here. And finally, we want to talk to you about this heated competition between Facebook, meta platforms, and Apple in their race to dominate the metaverse. So without further ado, two U.S. senators are seeking to get tax exemptions for transactions up to $50 in crypto or trades that net a capital gain of less than $50. And this is called the Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act. Yeah, and they're so good at names. I know. Put together by Kristen Cinema and Patrick Toomey. Which is great because that's, once again, bipartisan. Yep. Theoretically, I mean... Cinema, I mean, we don't know if she's actually a Democrat. But we can call it bipartisan. But she does have the D next to her she's name. She's got the D? Yeah. She likes the D. That's true. That's true. Um, so what this means is if you're out using your Bitcoin, hopefully during a bull market, because that would be the best time to use it, you could buy your coffee or your Abercrombie shirt. If it's under $50, you don't have to pay capital gains. Because up until now, or up until this bill, you your crypto is an asset. It's a piece of property. It's not a currency, which is the biggest issue of using it as a currency. Right. Is every time that you spend it, you are, you know, you have to pay those capital gains, which can be high, especially how long you've owned the crypto. So there's a lot of these little minutiae pieces that keep people out of crypto, but this would allow Let's say, for instance, you bought uh, Ethereum at $50 and sold it at 90 Technically, you would not be liable for that, that capital gains, right? Because you've only made $40 on your investment. Right. So you wouldn't be liable for $40 minus the fees. And also, if you were, let's say you got $100 in Bitcoin for free back in the day before taxes were even a thing, and now that's worth $1,000 and you go to some country and buy a good or a service and spend under $50, you're good. You don't have to claim that on your taxes. So that's the other incentive is using it, you know, for that transaction. Yeah. And obviously now it's difficult because you're selling a property in order to buy something through that transaction, which is cumbersome. And also the fee for making that purchase is usually high, especially now, like Bitcoin, obviously we talked last week about the lightning network, which is making, you know, payments basically free. So if we're now getting lightning payments for basically free and we're getting a, you know, tax write-off benefit sort of, of not having to pay those capital gains. Now this is more of a viable transactional currency. Well, and I think, Originally, the the bill idea was two hundred dollar maximum. Sure, um, fifty seems more reasonable now to it, get that approved. Yeah, and start. I think that just gets the foot in the door yeah. to hopefully 
more fair, as it's called, fair regulations for, for the tax code in regards to crypto. But I mean, this isn't the first thing and this won't be the last. Additionally, another bipartisan effort by Cynthia Loomis. Say that right? Loomis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. They want to give the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission more say, or a majority of the say, over the laws concerning crypto. Because a lot of crypto so far has been considered a commodity. So that would be under their jurisdiction. Right. And backing up real quick for those, you know, quick synopsis, right? We have securities and commodities. Commodities are indistinguishable from each other, you know, grains of rice, coffee beans. They're fungible. They're fungible. Exactly. And securities are basically businesses. Yeah. So now that this particular bill is saying we want the CFTC versus the SEC Securities and Exchange Commission to be more in charge, that's good because we want these to be commodities, not securities. Yeah, because it makes the whole process less cumbersome and easier for everybody in terms of retail investors. And isn't like that us. what we're trying to that's do? That's what we want. We want to make this easy to access and easy to use. Yep. Uh, and additionally, they wanted to add more stable coin regulations so that there's more audits on the books to see what the reserves are for like circles, USDC or Tether. And additionally, ensure that they have enough liquidity to back a bank run situation yeah. when people want to cash their their stable coins out because we can't have another Terra Luna thing. It's no. just going to cause mass hysteria. We need this to be as trustworthy and regulated appropriately. And don't get us wrong, we will have another Terra Luna situation. We will. Yeah. It'll but probably be Tron, honestly. If we get if we get legislators on board to give us some meaningful regulations, this is how we move forward. If we just go, this is a whole Ponzi scheme, everybody's gonna get hosed, and you're gonna be left with empty bags, then that doesn't help anybody. No. So our leaders <laughs> Take me to your leaders. These guys are actually trying, which I give credit for. And they're bipartisan, and which they're I bipartisan. love because that's the only way anything's going to really get done. Yeah. So moving on to the psychology of all of this, because it's so much psychology. It's all emotions. So many people just put all their emotions in. And we're so many. Everybody. Everybody. I Come mean, on. we're to blame, too. Um, we're moon boys. When you lose, <laughs> when you get money. You make happy. When you lose money, it makes makes sad. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, so do we want to throw up the market cycle on the... Yeah, we can throw up the market cycle. I have it right here. Okay, so this is kind of just a textbook overview of what we experience in a market cycle and the psychology behind each different phase. Because as we say all the time, you know, this is an emotional thing that shouldn't be, is that you shouldn't let your emotions play into this. The minute you do, you make the wrong decision. And it happens frequently to everybody. So the less you can let your emotions play into it, you know, the better you're going to end up having a larger portfolio down the line. Okay, so if we look at this sort of textbook example, we start the cycle with hope, possible recovery, 
people are getting excited. And then it starts to go up a little bit more. We go into optimism, call it a rally. Eventually, it keeps going up, a little bit more parabolic here. Belief, we're believing that this is now starting to trend up. We're in a bull market. Time to get fully invested. Then we get to the thrill phase where it just keeps shooting up. Now I'm going to sell stuff. I'm going to sell my car. I'm going to sell my house, leverage, whatever, put more money in. And then eventually we get to the top, but we don't know what's the top because you can't call the top. Never. And that's the euphoria phase where, you know, you're a genius. You've 10X'd your money and everybody's got to get in, which is the worst time to get people in. But we do that. And then it dips and we're like, ah, it's just a phase. It's just a correction. Goes up a little bit. You get complacent. Just need to wait for the next run. And then it tanks. Get into the anxiety phase. People start getting margin called. People start having their assets that they were leveraging automatically sold to cover their debts. Keeps going down. Snowball effect. We're in denial. Investments in the great companies we thought, Celsius, Voyager, they all start to fail. We go bankrupt. Panic as we capitulate further down. Now it's time to get out. I'm selling. I can't handle this anymore. We're angry that we didn't see it coming. And then... A lot of months of just flatline, a little bit of a dip, depression, and then the cycle starts all over again. Well, that's when people forget about it too. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, this this is dead. Crypto's dead. Bitcoin's dead. It'll never go back up. And this is a, a long process of just kind of waiting, this accumulation mm -hmm. before you get the next market cycle. But this has happened. This is the fourth time this has happened now. Right. We weren't able to get the top that we got last time. And that's why on this chart here, you can see in 2017 when we had our euphoria, you know, this was more of an exponential growth than the sample chart. Um, but it's still basically the same, right? You can see all the same things happen in 2017, 2018. You got the blow off top, euphoria, complacency, anxiety, denial, panic, capitulation. Finally, the last bottom falls out and you're angry. Right, stages yeah. of grief. Ethereum was at like eighty dollars. Yeah. Bitcoin was at like three thousand. So what do you do? Do you sell? Do you sell? Yeah, you sell. Right? No, you shouldn't. You should buy at that point. That's when the blood's in the water. That's when all the big guns are accumulating, adding more. But that's what I'm saying. Day. Four times this has happened verbatim. Four times, right? Yep. Four cycles, and they can be pretty much based on the having, as as how it's been, because the having happens every four years. Yep. And so each market cycle has been about four years, almost on the nose. So we can maybe expect that 2025 is when we're going to see our next peak, potentially. I think it's a pretty good, pretty good scenario. Between 24 yeah. and 25. Yeah. Um, so back to this 2017, you know, it's, it's the same thing as that, you know, once you hit 2019, you know, give it that year of downturn, which we're in currently, then we finally get to see some of this, this upward movement, but people don't believe it. Right. You know, and our disbelief last time was at 3000 in 2016, whereas the disbelief this most recent time was at like 15,000. So each cycle is going to be larger than the previous. So currently, where do you think we are in this psychological market cycle phase? That's a very good question. Well, let's take a look at this other chart. And I've superimposed the Wall Street cheat sheet over the 2021-2023 chart. Oh, cool. So let's take a look. 
Mm. All right. So it's not perfect, but it is pretty cool to see that it's doing the same thing, right? Is that it's not exact, but you can see that we're in a downturn. And then we did hit that complacency after the euphoria at about 69K. If we follow this down, maybe we are, maybe we have hit anxiety. Maybe we have hit denial. You know, these are little relief rallies, right? We had our little relief rally at 40K. That could be our anxiety. Then we had our little relief rally at 30K. That could be denial. And now we're having our little panic relief rally until we get our final capitulation into anger. And that brings us down, you know, in that 10 to $15,000 range. I think that's very plausible. I don't think we're out of the woods. I've said that many times, but it is interesting that this cycle, just like 2017, follows the pattern pretty well. You know, we didn't get that exponential blow off top this time, but that's okay. There's also five, 10 times as many cryptocurrencies as there was four years ago, right? Well, I, I like I like that you were able to impose that over over the the textbook model. I I agree that we could be there. I think though, the other option, if you were to shift those peaks, those two peaks over to the right a little bit more where the, the top is actually complacency and the, the first, or sorry, the second top is complacency. The first top is euphoria. I, I argue that we possibly already went through capitulation and that, that we are that's in the fine. anger phase. Yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, it's very possible. It's just the idea that there's each plot point has a peak or valley. Well, and depression is the bottom, right? Yes. It's technically correct. the bottom. Yep. And some people are saying the bottom's already in. So if the bottom's already in, then we're already in depression, but... But let's be prepared for not being in that Right, yet, exactly. Know? So it's more likely that we aren't right now in a, in a disbelief, this is a sucker rally. We're probably in just a little bit of a rally during the denial or the panic phase. Well, who knows? All I'm saying is it's kind of cool to see this chart. Yeah and how it tends to follow itself pretty well. And that when you think it's over, it's not. And when you think it's not over, it is, you know? Yep. So it's, you can't be for sure, but I think this gives a, a better sense of where can the bottom be? And well, I don't, I don't think it will go down to 5,000 like this chart would suggest. Is it possible? Of course it is. So you got to mentally prepare for that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is helpful to show you the macro that it's, it's following patterns. It's rhyming, it's not repeating, and we'll get back, we'll get back to that hope phase. I hope so. So enough of that, Apple has announced that they are going to create a VR slash AR headset to compete with Facebook. Yep, because Facebook, meta, right? Meta, yep. So now they got the MetaQuest formula, formula, formerly, oculus which is a cooler name right um <laughs> but facebook wants to take over the metaverse and apple's like we're gonna compete with you because we're four or five times bigger company i think yeah like four or five yeah so they facebook of course has you know they're ahead in the race currently they have a very affordable headset that allows you access into the metaverse pretty great they've already thrown away 2.8 billion right in investment into the metaverse just this quarter just this quarter yeah they spent 2.8 billion dollars on metaverse projects uh, like what i mean yes they're worth 430 billion but 
That's not a small number. So Apple's going to have to spend that kind of money too. And they will. And they will. So the way Apple wants to compete is they want to do it better. Not necessarily more affordable, but nobody cares about that. They'll just do their payment plans on their $40,000 phones and their Apple watches. $40,000 phones? That's eventually what it will be, I bet. Anyway, so this new headset is going to be mixed reality. So it's not just virtual reality, but augmented reality too. Sort of like Pokemon Go, where you have your phone, you see the real world through your camera, but then there's the the digital that pops up. Mm -hmm. So you'll have that, but you'll also have the fully immersive virtual reality. They also want to add the tactile, where you can feel what's going on. They've got these two little rings that'll fit on your fingers and sense if your hands open or closed. I think they're adding. Yeah, they're doing the same thing, Zoom and all that. So, I mean, it's going to be Minority Report meets Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Basically, we're going to be living in a Spielberg movie. Yeah. You know, which is not a bad thing necessarily. 16 gigs of RAM. You know, and so this is going to be better, more expensive. But it's going to have better technology. So they're working on the patents right now. They're they're getting the patents. So what it says is there's going to be a release of some sort. Not a release, but a um, you know one of those TED talks, probably January, right? Where they're going to reveal. That's what they call it, the reveal, right? Yeah, and, like the E3. Yeah, and so that will be before anything's ever made. So I I would say I'm guessing here, but I would say Meta. Facebook has about two years to but corner the market. Ahead of them, yeah. But I mean, imagine an Apple VR. Everybody's going to want that. It's going to have better audio. Well, it's going to have fully integrated. It's going to, you can play a million songs. A million songs. <laughs> a billion songs. A billion songs. It's going to be exorbitantly expensive. Well, they're projecting that the cost will be 10 times more than the, uh, than the Oculus, the, the quest too and the quest is 300 yeah so it'll be 3000 potentially oh yeah but you're gonna be so cool though wearing that thing yep and i mean well 3000 plus the 180 dollars you got to spend on dongles all the dongles yeah because you're yep. gonna have to buy all new dongles yep the chargers they're not gonna be compatible no they can't be no it's gonna be wireless charging but yeah everything's gonna be more expensive it's gonna be cooler i mean it's a race so of they're course running out you're of gonna buy one right you don't want to have it. I want to have it. It's supposed to have two yeah. Apple Watches on it too. So like they're trying to like incorporate the Apple Watches. So now you got to buy Apple Watches yeah. while you're. You know, so you can you can track your ECG while you're playing a zombie survival game. And buying shit on iTunes. Right. Yeah. You're wearing the songs. You can wear the songs. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, of course they're doing it, but it just it goes to show that metaverse is the new internet web three future. Cause if Apple's on board, they're targeting the masses. Well, and Zuckerberg says he wants a billion people in the metaverse, which I think there's 8 billion people on the planet and there's over a billion people on Facebook. So oh, there's multiple billion, there's multiple billions yeah. of people on Facebook. So he wants to and transition Instagram. all those people yeah. into the metaverse. And Apple's like, hold my beer. Yeah. Yep. That's the roundup. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Let's take a look at those charts. All right. Let's take a look at Bitcoin. Right now, we are sitting just under 24,000, which means the rally is continuing. You can see if this is continuing to our fourth wave. We are on the way. 
The 50-day moving average in orange has been broken for over a week now, which is great. Our next resistance level would be right around the 100-day moving average. If we can break 25K and that'll act as support, then we've got our 28 to 30K, which would potentially be our continuation of wave four of our Elliott wave formation. Let's go back and take a look at 2018, which was four years ago, our previous bear cycle. If we take a look, we are in early August. So late July, 2018, we had a push and a correction from 6K to 8,500, then back to 6K. Then in August, we had another little push from 6K to about 7,500, then back down to 6K, which we ranged right around 6K for a couple more months. And then mid-November is when we took our final leg down, which was another 50% correction. So if that does happen, we would be looking at a 12 to $15,000 Bitcoin. Signs seem to be pointing in the same direction, but this would be the first recession that we've been through in the crypto market. Let's take a look at total market cap. Total market cap, same thing. We are above the 50-day moving average. We are playing with the 100-day moving average. Next stop would be 1.2 trillion, followed by 1.3. And if we can get up to 1.5 trillion, that would be a significant rally. I'm still playing this market conservatively. All right, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. I've got Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu has been correcting for almost a year now seems to have bottomed out right around 700 satoshi currently at 1200 satoshi might be a good opportunity to pick up some shiba inu next i've got eos eos is below the previous low it seems to be coming back a little bit once we do cross this 150 range then we could see some significant upside but 125 is a good deal for eos and lastly, Litecoin, similar to EOS, it's below the support line. Once that crosses back above the support line in the $70 range, there could be some decent upside with Litecoin. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember, like, subscribe, leave us a comment, and you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see you next week.